The Great Canadian Talk Show. There's only a couple of watts, but I brought the truth to everyone within three blocks of the west side of campus. No way! Yes way! And now, let's get right down to business with Marty Gold. Welcome to the Great Canadian Talk Show Podcast. This is a special report. I'm Marty Gold. I'm going to bring you information about a situation involving a school just outside of Winnipeg, just past the Perimeter Highway in East St. Paul, uh, and brought to my attention this morning by a concerned parent. I contacted the school involved, got to the bottom of it. There is apparently inaccurate or, um, uh, I don't want to say misleading, but there might have been some details jumbled in other media reports. I got right to the bottom of it. Controversial subject, you're going to want to uh, not only... uh, hear the details, you're going to want to tell other people that we we are, are on top of the case and that we have reported on important details first within the local media scene. This special report brought to you by Midpoint Automotive. Midpointautomotive.ca is the place you want to go. You can look over the great inventory they have. Cars, trucks, vans, SUVs, off-road vehicles, boats. For all I know, they have riding lawnmowers. If it's got a motor, it's got a, a, a steering wheel. You are in the market. These are the people you want to talk to. 833-997-9930. That's 833-997-9930. Vehicle sales at wholesale pricing. Bad credit approved, good credit rewarded. They're the folks you want to talk to. And of course, speaking of talk, that's the promo code T-A-L-K. Let them know that you found out about their dealership, the deals that they have, from us here on the Great Canadian Talk Show, and they'll do everything they can to get you behind the wheel, or I guess in the driver's seat, of something that you're going to be proud to say, I made a great deal with Midpoint Auto. I was awoken this morning by an email from a parent, a longtime listener of uh, our our programming going back uh, many, many years, and our uh, previous existence uh, conducting City Circus on Shaw Television about a situation at a school that uh, their young child attends uh, and some memos. Not the Peter Warren-style Walter Bennett Action Line memo, but an e-memo, as they put it, coming out from the school, one on Friday and one uh, today that, or rather, I think it was Monday, that certainly... Uh, got the attention of the parents at the very least because the attention got the apparent, the uh, attention of the school. This is from the principal of what's called Dr. F. W. L. Hamilton School in East St. Paul. This is in the River East Transcona School Division. The parent asking me, sending me what was put out on Friday, was this policy from the school division, from the minister, or just a unilateral concept hatched at the school, uh, by the school itself. No prior consultation with parents, by the way, just out of the blue. Insane. The originating e-memo put out after 4.30 on Friday, so it's after school on Friday, and it's a long newsletter. So like four or five spots down, the fundraising tee somewhere, and at the bottom, the schedule for different kinds of courses or activities. This is like the lead item. No uh, logo with it or anything. It's like a statement. As we continue to learn and recognize the importance of celebrating all people in our community, we have moved away from isolated observances of specific traditions. 
like Mother's and Father's Day, to acknowledge the importance of all those who support our students. As a school, we learn about the importance of sharing our gifts both in time and in creations. Students are now creating cards and crafts with specific messages and people in mind. This has been a beautiful transition to showing gratitude authentically and organically. Thank you for supporting our transition to a more inclusive practice. Students are acknowledging a special person in their lives in both May and June, where students will choose someone to acknowledge and make something for. Not so fast, said the parents. They chimed in pretty quickly, protesting what was evidently a discriminatory policy. And the school principal who sent this out discovered that there was not quite the support for their so-called transition of observances within the school in East St. Paul as they had thought. Because, so that was on May 5th, that was on Friday, because on Monday, May 8th, after the weekend, a subsequent e-memo was sent out. And this memo revoked the hypothesis that Mother's Day and Father's Day were not going to be observed at this school. Really? So that was sent out on the uh, Friday at, uh, after 4.30 by 62 hours later, before 10.30 on Monday morning, another e-memo sent out. Here's what the principal, Rob Haddath, had to say. After some feedback from Friday's e-memo from our parent community, we will continue to acknowledge Mother's Day and Father's Day as a school. However, we will also continue to learn and recognize the importance of celebrating all people in our community. Last week, students created cards and or crafts with specific messages and people in mind for a someone special week. Moving into this week, students will also have the opportunity to make cards and or crafts for Mother's Day. In June, they will have the opportunity to make a card or, and or craft for Father's Day. We appreciate your feedback as we continue to learn how to best meet the needs of our Dr. Hamilton community. Have a great week. Uh, as the parent who contacted me said, this is scary stuff. Um, so I sent some questions to the principal involved, indicating I had received this material, asking him to verify that it was uh, accurate. I made the point that the observance of both days showing appreciation of parents is a standard practice in a vast majority of Jewish homes in Manitoba and Canada in accordance with our religious tradition to honor thy father and mother. I raised the question about another media report that said that Kildonan East had put out this uh, a memo or, or notice with this language. And so I asked, you know, could you clarify this? Did this come from, you know, if it looks like it's division-wide, where did you get this from? Who can I talk to to for my coming article. And I very quickly got a response from Principal Hadath. The material you, that you have attached is full and complete. So what I've read to you folks is accurate. The decision was a school-based one. However, upon receiving feedback from my community, I reversed the decision. 
The other school that you referenced was inaccurately reported by another media outlet. Thank you for your interest. Uh, and I, I wrote him back. I thanked him and I said I was going to make sure that the record was corrected with regards to Kildonan and East. So until somebody has evidence to the contrary, uh, True North, Andrew Lawton, somehow made a mistake, uh, right, right school division, um, wrong uh, details, uh, their report said the vice principal of Kildonan East issued a memo Friday, and, and maybe they did, but now we have a principal in another school in the division, up straight up the road, uh, um, so to speak, from one school to the other, saying that that's not true. So uh, I'm still hoping to get some clarification on that, but evidently True North miss, I had the same language, their report, same language I've just read to you, but misidentified somehow where this came from. Nonetheless, Confirmation that this was going on at Dr. Hamilton's school in uh, East St. Paul. Uh, certainly parents may very well want to go back to the school trustees who did not comment, the, the division did not have a comment for True North before their publication, and I have not yet contacted them. <clears throat> they may want to ask some public some clarification from the trustees or ask the trustees to get clarification. For instance, this decision was a school-based one. What does that mean exactly? Do they mean the... Because the school generally refers to the entire community. And clearly, from the memo that was sent out, they are still learning how to serve the community. So this decision was clearly made, as the parents said. There was no consultation. So this wasn't a school-based decision. Was there some big demand for abolishing Mother's Day and Father's Day because it's somehow unfair I don't know what. There's no mention of that, not even a hint of that. The only hint is that phrase, but when you hear school-based and you know the parents were involved, you're figuring, okay, this came from the faculty, from the staff. Parents may want to ask some hard questions. Who thought it was a good idea to cancel Mother's Day? Who thought it was a good idea to try to undermine our traditions as Canadian families, or even if you're, you're you know, newer to the country, this is a Canadian tradition, Mother's Day and Father's Day. This is part of Canadian culture, indisputably. So who thought it was a good idea? Who thought it was necessary? Who thought, as the uh, initial missive said, that it was a good idea to move away from isolated observances of specific traditions. What's an isolated observance? You mean an annual observance? That's not an isolated observance. How is Mother's Day any more of an isolated observance than someone's special week or whatever they thought they were going to call it? And clearly, they need clarification on, uh, you know, this the way it was portrayed in the, um, in the reversal, in the revocation. In the reinstatement of Mother's Day and Father's Day celebrations, last week, students created cards or crafts for a someone special week. When was that going to be held? It looks like, it smells like it was going to actually be held this week, because why else were they working on this stuff last week, to replace Mother's Day. I don't know what they're going to replace Father's Day with. Who only knows? But parents in the, in the school, and parents in the school division itself, since there's clearly a belief among parents that this was not just one school in the division, the parents may yet be appearing at a board meeting and asking hard questions and demanding answers, and they may be demanding answers of the Minister of Education as well. Um, 
the best way to meet the needs of our Dr. Hamilton community, um, as, as Rob Haddith has just learned, and as all other principals are, should take the lesson from, for s- stuff like this, ask the parents first. Get feedback from the parents and be very, very careful about suggesting that when children observe Mother's Day or Father's Day, that it's inferior to something else that's invented by the school. Because the other thing, the kids are able to express themselves authentically and organically. And the clear inference that somehow Mother's Day is fake, uh, the expressions of love for parents and grandparents on Mother's Day and Father's Day is inauthentic, that's pretty darn insulting of the parents. Uh, I'll continue to stay on this. I've not yet ascertained which trustees uh, are representing the ward in which this school resides. Um, uh, I haven't been able to match that up yet, uh, and I haven't yet contacted the school division, but I'll stay on the case. Mutual acquaintance is going to contact Andrew Lott and let him know that I have correspondence from an official in the school system, the same school system, saying that his report was, was mistaken, not inaccurate, Mother's Day was being canceled. Father's Day was being canceled. Just not necessarily, apparently, at that school, but at this school. So this is the kind of reporting I'm going to continue to provide for the community. With your support, our our last episode of the regular podcast series, we're up to episode 22, so well received, uh, talking about the, across Winnipeg, we're discovering all sorts of situations where bike lanes, street alterations, traffic alterations have been done. With, with absolutely no regard to any proper protocol for the businesses, the residents, the community. Uh, this is, uh, uh, you know, a collection of, uh, of people involved in a very narrow special interest, by and large would be described as, as radical climate activists. The world's going to end. Save the planet. Your SUV is, you know, picking up your kids to, for hockey practices, killing the planet, that kind of stuff. And meanwhile, there's no regard to the effect on businesses. And so what I've discovered is we've had a over 250 parking spots either uh, destroyed or slated to be destroyed in a swath that's maybe six, I don't even know, it'd be six miles wide from uh, the border of River Heights through Fort Rouge, basically, uh, uh, not even as far as the border of River Heights, but through Fort Rouge, off along the Crescent, and and with the plan all the way to uh, Marion, uh, the Marion Hotel in St. Boniface, through three na- through uh, uh, three neighborhoods, basically, if you sort of jig over from where Wolseley is, all these parking spots being lost. Nobody ever up front says, yeah, we're going to put these bike lanes in across the city, and we're going to affect uh, businesses all around, and residential apartment buildings, take away their loading zones, take away visitor parking, etc. Going to take away 250 parking spots for bike lanes, and uh, there's more information there, because there's no data that's been provided to substantiate any of this. Rather, it's a radical essentially a radical climate agenda that is more so underpinning this, uh, an anti-car movement. So I'm going to continue on that. We're up to 37 businesses in St. Boniface. Only three that I've talked to, none support this. Only three had any idea that this might involve a bike lane in front of their business. And I think only one, I, I think only one, if I'm recalling correctly, had an idea that there would be an effect on on parking spots. But I think they might have sort of eyeballed it and figured that out. I'm going to stay on that case because nobody else speaks for them. Certainly their city councilor, Matt Allard, doesn't. He stayed silent for seven weeks as I've worked this case. Mainstream media, not a word about this. I mean, this is a scandal and it's a scam because the consultants are getting paid to not do their job and are actually freezing out the people who pay the property taxes, pay the business taxes, and provide the lifeblood of the community in St. Boniface, the residents uh, near the hospital. And by the way, still, I'm not, oh, it's two weeks now. I've still not heard from the Winnipeg Regional Health Authority to confirm that the St. Boniface Hospital 
was ever consulted with regards to the effect on parking, traffic, driving, delays for ambulances. Uh, uh, I've also concerned about delays about fire, uh, fire truck emergency response because of the inevitable gridlock that will occur on both Marion and Goulet by cutting it down from six functional travel lanes, uh, uh, essentially, to, to four. So I'm going to stay on that. That's the kind of journalism I do, okay? It's grassroots. It looks at, at situations where, whether it's a school, whether it's a uh, city hall, whether it's the government of Manitoba, where people feel pushed around, where they aren't being listened to, where special interests are being catered to that are not in, not consistent with the community values, not consistent with family values, not consistent with the values of communities that, um, that rely on area businesses, local small shops to provide employment, to provide income, to provide the lifeblood in the case of Osborne Village, in the case of, of, of St. Boniface uh, on Marion and Goulet. I'm going to continue to work that situation as well as others. Our last podcast, we had comments um, given at the Frontier Center for Public Policy luncheon last week by Lord Conrad Black. We exclusively ran his uh, idea for how he'd reform the CBC and uh, might be able to bring another comment or two forward in the next podcast as well. I have more information about uh, what happened when a teenage thug who'd already robbed and in a couple of cases assaulted pizza delivery drivers across the city, then moved on to try to jack a kid for his shoes at the Polo Park Mall and injured four children. Uh, these are young teens. These are like 13, 14-year-old kids that were injured. Uh, I seem to recall that this uh, perp is 16 years old. Personally, I'd elevate him to adult court because if you're sophisticated enough to plan out jumping pizza delivery drivers and to carry a machete into a mall to enforce your will to get a pair of shoes, pair of runners... Uh, I personally would put that kid in front of an adult court and I'd, I'd let his lawyer argue all he wants that this kind of a menace to society doesn't need to be made, I hate to say it, need to be made an example of and the community needs to be protected. That's the kind of work we do here. Investigations, uh, freedom information requests, getting people on. If you've got a story, uh, information, you want to talk about a story that we've had, you can email me, martygoldlive at gmail.com. Uh, and of course, um, we welcome your advertising, we welcome your sponsorship, your donations, your contributions, your financial support is essential for Winnipeg to have an independent platform. You haven't heard a word about this business in St. Boniface, uh, and no real investigation. When all these things go on all over town with use, uh, the, uh, the, once in a while you'll see a newspaper story maybe, but certainly in terms of telecast, broadcast media, there's no investigation being done, no background work being done. It's very... You know, very shallow in a lot of cases, the coverage. Very, you know, easy going, don't rock the boat. Ah, ah, ah. You people need a voice. So many times I hear, if Peter Warren was still on the radio, these things would not be happening. People wouldn't get treated like this. Politicians would be scared to try to pull this stuff. Bureaucrats would be scared that they'd be named and shamed on the airwaves. And sometimes that's what it takes to get the people that you pay the freight for to do the right thing. In this case, it was the raising of voices, heroes of the week, the parents of Dr. Hamilton School in East St. Paul, raising their voice in a 62-hour period and forcing the principal to acknowledge that this decision made in the school wasn't actually for the school or about the school, it was actually about something else. And uh, as I said, I expect the parents are going to be asking the school board some hard questions about who was behind it, what were they up to, why were they denigrating why were they denigrating the concept that every living human being, 
starts with a mother and a father, sperm and egg, as we learned in probably health class in grade six for Mrs. Reichuk. One person suggesting we need to start a parent's day. What's the alternative? This is the devil trying to destroy the family unit. Another comment, who is behind this ridiculous agenda that is trying to destroy the family and who benefits? Guess what? I'm not for destroying the family. So this is the kind of podcast you may want to consider supporting and helping us grow, helping us expand our programming. Going to have other podcasts about other subjects coming up in the next couple of months as we move forward towards the provincial election. And again, our civic election coverage, very favorable. A lot of interviews, a lot of comments, uh, news that we broke. And I want to do the same with the provincial election. That's all. I, I do not accept Trudeau or any other government money. That only comes from the support of people who believe in a truly vibrant and a truly informative independent media that's what the great canadian talk show strives to do each and every week with our regular podcast episode 23 coming up i want to thank you for listening please share this special report with the people that you know share with people you don't know put it on facebook put it on twitter and and let people know i got to the bottom of this for now i've got the facts on the table uh the principal taking responsibility which he, he bravely did he's he's biting the bullet on this one And I'm going to continue to follow up on this and all the other stories that are important to you, the listeners of The Great Canadian Talk Show. And remember, as always, you have the power. Do you have a comment, story tip, or want to advertise or support The Great Canadian Talk Show podcast? Email tgcts1 at gmail.com. Join the Facebook group or follow us on Twitter at tgcts. You have the power. Great Canadian Talk Show Podcast is brought to you by Midpoint Auto. Vehicle sales at wholesale pricing. 1.99% financing on new cars. 6.99% financing on great used vehicles. Cars, trucks, vans, SUVs. That's not all. Off-road vehicles, campers, snowmobiles, dirt bikes, even boats. If you're in the market for something with an engine, then that's the place you want to go. MidpointAutomotive.ca. The phone number, 833-997-9930. Again, that's 833-997-9930. Midpoint Auto, bad credit approved, good credit rewarded. If you're a listener of the Great Canadian Talk Show podcast, let them know by giving them the promo code. T-A-L-K, the word talk. That's the promo code. And you're sure to get a great deal from Midpoint Automotive. Thanks for listening to the Great Canadian Talk Show. If you want to email Marty, send it to tgcts1 at gmail.com or follow him on Twitter at tgcts.